On behalf of my lovely wife and myself, let me welcome you all out on this amazing Mother's Day morning. This is our opportunity to simply pause from the craziness of life and to simply say thank you, Mom, for all that you do and to all of our moms that are out there. We so appreciate you and love yes. you, uh, and we want to honor you this morning as we preach together on Moms, Our Frontline Heroes. And uh, you truly are. And I want to begin reading uh, from a fitting passage this morning, Proverbs chapter 31, and uh, beginning in verse 10. You can follow along on the screen. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? I know many of you single guys are out there asking that question right now, but that's not the point of this question. This is a, a rhetorical question, all right? Who can find one of these wives who's virtuous and capable? The Bible says she is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. That's the goal of a good good wife. Her husband trusts her, and she brings riches. She enriches everything about his life. She brings him good and not harm all the days of his life. And the Bible goes on and says that this wife's children will stand up and bless her. They're going to honor her. And we hope there's a lot of blessing of moms going on even this morning. Her husband praises her. And this is what he says. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but honey, you surpass them all. And that was my opportunity this morning to say thank you for the amazing mother that you've been, amazing wife that you are. I love you, uh, but share a word on behalf of all the other mamas out there this morning. Well, that so fills my heart. I know words of encouragement just feed us all. And I just want to say thank you, moms, for all that you do, all the unseen things, all the millions of little details that you've taken care of in the lives of your children and your husband that you might not have had a thank you for. But we just, God wants to say, good job, moms. And we just want to thank you and celebrate you today. Amen. You know, we, we've talked a lot about frontline heroes during this pandemic. In fact, when I looked up that word online, uh, it came up with a hundred 113 million instances of frontline heroes. That's that's how much we've been referring to our, our folks that are, you know, going to work every day, risking their lives every day, out there on the front lines during this pandemic. You know, but the Lord reminded me, hey, being a mom is no uh, easy thing either. You guys are on the front lines every day, and, and you truly are heroes, and we want to take a moment to honor you. You know, this morning we want to talk about five facts about heroic motherhood. Uh, what is it about the the call to be a mom that is so heroic and so awesome? And we want to cover five important things uh, together uh, that we think will encourage you as you pursue motherhood with a vengeance. All right. So moms, number one, this important motherhood is revelational. In other words, what do you mean by revelational, Pastor? Well, I mean, uh, if something's revelational, it reveals something else. And the call to motherhood reveals, most importantly, what we value in our culture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about Christian worldview versus <laughs> the world and what the world believes. I can't think of, of where we might find more uh, difference, more separation on this particular area than in the area of motherhood and children. I mean, mm -hmm. the world's view of motherhood and children versus the Christian's view of motherhood and children are miles yeah. apart. Um, but talk about this, the Word of God, because our view treats children in a whole different way. Mm -hmm. When we focus on what God says, 
It's like the sun comes out and we get encouraged. In Psalms 127 verse 3, it says, children are a gift. They're a gift from the Lord and they are a reward from him. And that is so powerful. If we don't see our children as a gift and a reward, then we're missing out on something. And I feel like the Lord does, sometimes we need to be reminded, we need to be brought on task, our back onto that, that truth right there, encourage ourselves with the Lord, in the Lord. Now those, those are strong words, gifts. <laughs> gifts are things we desire. Rewards are things that we pursue, mm-hmm. things that we want. And yet this could not be more diametrically opposed yeah. to some of the things we've encountered. And maybe some of you families can relate to us. But I know, Marion, when you would head off to the grocery store with all of our kids following <laughs> behind you like little ducks, ducklings, you know, uh, you, we get some strange comments, you know. <laughs> yes, uh, we had the, are they all yours? Is this just one marriage? Don't do, you know how that happens? Yeah, do you know what causes this? And, you need a new hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People say, you need a new hobby. I'm like, I like this hobby what what is the problem but but this is the one that would get me they'd look here we are with our children in the you know frozen food aisle getting some frozen peas or something and somebody would say to us oh just wait till they're teenagers they're cute now but just wait till they're teenagers and just prophesy like gloom and doom and negativity, like vomit With all over With our us. children right around us, they would say things like that, which was really sad. Yeah, it's like, excuse me, you don't need to prophesy all that over our children. And we've had children all different ages, and we've had teenagers. And, and it's been crazy at times. But, but we found that every season is an absolute yeah. joy and delight with the Lord. Yeah. But, you know, when you talk about in our culture today, like, where do kids rank? Like, where does motherhood rank? Uh, unfortunately, we put college before motherhood. We put world travel. We put nightlife. We put physical fitness. We put our beach bodies before motherhood. Um, we put our careers. We, we, there's, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There, if you were to ask, where does motherhood and, and children, where do they rank in the list of Americans' priorities, you would find that they don't rank very high. In fact, there's almost a negative view that says, well, I guess you can be a mom if there's nothing else lower to do. That's like the rock bottom. If you don't have any talents or skills or dreams or aspirations, then I guess, well, you can just be a mom. Mm-hmm. That is a negative, sad uh, view of of the situation, but it's not God's view. No, and when you see your children as an inconvenience or an imposition, you totally are robbed from the beauty of what God created for us as women. It's not we can't do anything else. We can do all. We can so many different things. Women are amazing, but when we come into agreement with this beauty of motherhood, I know in my own life, I just, you know, when somebody would say, just wait till they get older, in my heart, I would say, yeah, I can't wait till they get older. They're going to become my best friends. So just those heart choices that, no, they're not an inconvenience. God says they're not. And when I encourage myself, the fun, the adventure, the, I needed to get filled all the time. But as soon as I got filled, Ready there to go was a joy, it. yes. So, so motherhood reveals, it's revelational. <laughs> it reveals our value system. And we see, you know, our kids mm-hmm. are not a task. They're not like checking off, do the laundry, uh, raise the kids. It's not a task. Mm-hmm. It's not a hobby like collecting stamps, you know? Like, yeah, we got a lot of kids, but we weren't collecting them like, like we collect baseball cards or something like that. Uh, it's not a hobby. It's not a job. Moms, it's not like you sign up, you work nine to five, and then you say, see ya, my, my responsibilities are over. 
I wish it was that easy. <laughs> it's not that either. But motherhood is something much higher. It's a calling. Yes. It's a calling. When we see it as a calling from God, it just takes it in. It's like, what? what is more important? that we could do with our lives and to pour ourselves into these little images of God. He's given us the incredible opportunity to teach them about God, to teach them about the world, which really causes us to look at our own life, that what are we teaching them? Are they the things that God says? And I'm telling you, there's so much beautiful, there's so many beautiful things that have happened in my own life by being a mom. It's taught me how to go after God and to pull the beautiful things out of life and not to focus on the hard things because there's Amen. so many hard things. Amen. You know, the, the world and the world's value system usually goes from one extreme to the other. On the yeah. one hand, you despise kids and kids are a nuisance. And on the other hand, we idolize our kids and we yeah. almost worship them. And, and, you know, the beauty of our worldview and what we reveal to a culture is, you know what, kids are a gift, but we, they're not God. We, we, we don't worship them. We don't make them everything, and we don't make them nothing. Mm-hmm. We enjoy them as precious treasures from the Lord. Yeah, and on the revelational thing, too, I just want to say, being a mom reveals my heart. It reveals how much I need God. It causes me to go after Him in a way that I never would if I didn't have children. So that is a beautiful thing. It's made me go after God and find God and be changed in so many ways. Amen. So moms, realize every day you're revealing a value system to a world that does not share our value system. And it's a value system that says, these are gifts, these are treasures, these are rewards. And my my call to motherhood is just that, is a special call from God to be treasured. Second thing we want to highlight today, and this is so good, the call to motherhood is confrontational. And what do we mean by that? We're not talking about you and your kids out standing in front of the supermarket with protest signs yelling and screaming or something like that. That's not the kind of confrontational behavior that we're talking about. What we're saying is this, we are called to display the goodness of God, to proclaim the kingdom and to demonstrate the kingdom. And because our worldviews are diametrically opposed many times in how we view motherhood and how we view children in particular, your very life is like a prophetic confrontation Mm -hmm. to the world. Yep. Because every time they see you, like you're, you're out there walking through the store and you're wiping noses and, and you got one kid that's got a loaded diaper and you're trying to make sure everybody stays together while you're, you know, <laughs> gathering up the food. And some people look at that and they're just, they don't get it. But what they don't like about motherhood is the fact that motherhood, by definition, is self-sacrificial. It involves the laying down of the mother's life to care for their children. And that that value confronts a value that the world holds that says simply, you know what, it's all about me. It's all about my comfort. In fact, we talked about this, that, you know, that the biggest idols in the world today are what? Are our comfort and ourself. We, we don't want to do things that are hard or that are not on our list to-do list. And I'm telling you, motherhood, every day there's a million things that you never planned for that just happen. And, and I, I think one of the neatest things is when you are out in public and everything falls apart. It's not that you go out and everything's perfect and that's how you share Christ or show forth the kingdom. It's when it all falls apart and people are watching. How is she going to deal with this? Her child is having a bad attitude. How does she deal with this? Everything is really crazy. How is she dealing with this and getting the grace and the peace of God 
to love and to serve through this is a, is a really powerful thing. But when you think about it, at the heart of motherhood is the essence of the gospel. Yeah. You know, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us so that we could experience life to the fullness. And really, that's what moms do every day. Yeah. You know, you you're, you got all these kids in tow. Uh, you're laying down what the world would say, uh, your future, your dreams, mm-hmm. your freedom. All of these things supposedly have to die now that you're becoming a mother. And people run from that. Yeah. They hate that. They don't, they don't want to have to lay their lives down. It's repulsive to them. It's fearful. It's like, what about me? What about me? They're scared about these kinds of things. And so your very life as a godly mother with a smile on your face, loving your children, caring for their needs, laying down your life sacrificially for the needs of your children, Mm -hmm. that is a confrontational prophetic statement against a culture that lives forever to preserve self and runs from Mm self-sacrifice at all costs. Yeah, and there are times that you have dreams in your heart and we lay them down for the the timing of raising our kids. And we realize, I, I remember in my own life being part of the worship team and realizing, you know what, this is a season I'm going to have to pull back from that. And it was hard because that yeah. was my thing, and you were my right, part. You were right by my side for years in, in youth ministry, just mm-hmm. like uh, Lauren is with Pastor Aaron right now. And we had a lot of fun together. But the time came when we grew our own youth ministry mm-hmm. and the demands at home. <laughs> Yes. superseded your ability to get as involved maybe in the youth ministry as you would have liked. Yeah, and I had to pull back and lay that aside for a season so my kids could come forth. My kids that would always watch each other, my older kids were the babysitters, while well, I needed to go be the mom and watch the kids so they could come forth. And at first it was hard because it's I wanted to keep, I wanted to hang on to that. But I really got that I came into, I knew that was the season the Lord was asking me to do that. And once I did, there's no regrets. There's no regrets. Just watching my own kids come forth. In fact, fact, Jesus was the most radical, uh, confrontational figure to the the world. Uh, And this is what Jesus said in uh, Matthew chapter 10, 39. He said, but Christians, uh, or I'm sorry, if you cling to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for him, that you'll find it. And so for Christians, the most radical countercultural paradigm is found in laying down your life to find it. You know, I don't think you have any regrets about the fact that you've loved our kids well and that you've poured your life into our children. It's not like, oh, I missed out on my life. You found that that, that to be true. And any parent, this is not just a mother thing. I mean, as parents, we, we lay down our lives for our children. Yeah. Um, but in the end, we get more. Amen. The Bible says we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. And I think in this context, we can easily put in the words sons and daughters. We ought to give up our lives for our sons and daughters, even as Jesus laid down his life for us. Yes. And love is the ultimate of self-sacrifice. You know, the Lord has asked us to lay down our lives, to love our husbands, to love our children, and that willingness to lay down our life for others is the ultimate way we show love. So when you think about it, being a mom is the big leagues. It's the center stage of self-sacrificing, laying down our lives for our children. Yeah. Self-sacrifice is, is a daily thing. And when we embrace it and see it as a great thing, 
you see that it's because of love. Amen. And I, we were laughing the other day thinking about the journey of parenting and when you first became a mom and you yeah. start with conception and then you start with the, the morning sickness. I remember <laughs> you feeling gross in the morning. Yep. And remember the, when you were a student teaching and the first time the baby kicked and <laughs> oh. you started crying right in the middle of your classroom. Yes. How exciting is that? We talked about... Uh, uh, labor, of course, and delivering this child and, and me being with you for, for, for those experiences, uh, incredible uh, demonstrations of self-sacrifice. And that's just all the way up to, to the birth. We haven't talked about the stretch marks. We haven't talked about the, the mid- blowout diapers, midnight feedings. <laughs> yes. Remember, when the kids are all sick. Yeah. Remember, remember when we were sick and it was like, who's going to get up and take care of this yes. child? It was so rough. How about the nighttime uh, nightmares and fears that awaken you in the middle of a, a good night's sleep? Uh, how about the stomach flu when it shows up in your house and uh, you've got all that mess to clean up? I mean, the list goes on and on of the... The taxi driving, the all the... Extracurricular activities, school, tournaments... Uh, a myriad of things. How about the kids that forget their lunch 14 times in one <laughs> yes. day and you're back and forth and back and forth. We've done all that. And then finally they get their driver's license, although that's another time when your prayer life increases. <laughs> driver's license, graduations. And how about just the fact that by the time you've actually raised your kids, most of the time they've destroyed your house, all right, <laughs> in a myriad of ways. Um, and then we got the college bills, we got the first job, we got the marriage, and finally the grandkids, you know, show up. But I think the point is all along that journey, you are confronting a culture that wants to say none of that is Mm -hmm. worth it. And your life by a prophetic example says, no, all of it's worth it. All the messes, all the hardship, all the the sleepless nights, it's all worth it. And we've got to constantly go to the Lord and ask him to fill our love tank up. Because if love is the center of self-sacrifice, the only way we can do it is if we're full of supernatural love. So I just want to encourage any moms where self-sacrifice is not the word you want to hear. You are at the end of it, especially with what's going on with this virus, that you are at home. Some of you are homeschooling. You've never had to do that. It's not your cup of tea. All your kids are under one roof, and it's just crazy. You're an extrovert, and none of your friends can come over. You really need your love tank to be filled, and I'm telling you, God wants to fill it to overflowing. Amen. Keep running to the cross. That's where you get the grace that you need to be the mom that you need uh, and to do the work that God's called you to do in this amazing calling called motherhood. Let's go to point number three real quickly here. Motherhood is missional. Missional means we're on the mission of the Lord. We're doing ministry. We're on assignment. And and sometimes we forget the very first church is your family. The very first disciples we're called to make. The very first unreached people we're called to reach. (laughs) Yes. Our our own household, our kids, our our own marriage. Uh, All of this requires so much work. And I just want to say this, it's not secondary work. It's valuable work. In fact, it's the core of the gospel. It begins with us, and then it goes to our children, and then it goes out from there. But we can't miss the fact that it starts at home. And I think many times, you know, it doesn't feel that way if you're a mom. 
Right. And you feel like, oh, if I could just get outside the home, if I could really just be involved in something important, if I could go into all the world, those things look so much more glamorous and exciting than being stuck in your own home, but realizing how important it is to have our heart. And I will tell you too, with having eight kids, I... We've had opportunities to go to the world and do different things, but there have been many times I've had to be at home. And I remembered in the last couple of years where the Lord just really called my heart back into my home to finish strong, finish strong with yeah. my three youngest children. And I really had some great revelations from the Lord that this is my mission. He was calling me back to make sure that we finish strong with the hearts of our younger children. Amen. And I think it's important to remind ourselves, you know, that the, the glamour of reaching the world for Christ. Sometimes uh, as a mom, you'd be like, hey, that's great. Everybody wants to reach the world, but who wants to help me with the dishes right <laughs> yeah. now? <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> or, or there's people that say, I just have such a, a heart for those orphan children over somewhere in the world. And it's like, but why don't you like kids here? Uh, you know, in other words, the whole call to the nations, to the world, to missions, to evangelizing the world. Sometimes we forget that it all begins at home, and it just doesn't seem so as glamorous at home, but it is. You know, no one is sending you uh, their, you're not being asked for monthly ministry updates. Yeah. Marion, give me give me the ministry update on how you're doing raising those eight kids at <laughs> yeah. home. Uh, My or, newsletter. <laughs> yeah, how can we pray for you as you sacrifice for the gospel every day? But that's exactly what moms are doing. You're making daily sacrifices for the gospels, and yet sometimes your life doesn't seem that intriguing or glamorous. Uh, in fact, many times it feels very normal and mundane and even unappreciated. It's almost like somewhere out there is where the real stuff is happening, and yeah. back here it's just raising kids. And that's so not true. Everything you're doing, moms, is so important. Even if nobody notices, it's so important. And just sometimes we just have to take a minute and just connect with the Lord and see his big smile. And even on our worst day, we need his smile to encourage us Amen. to get back on track and enjoy where God has us. Amen. Let me share a verse maybe in a little bit different light this morning. You're familiar with it, but I want to share it in the context of encouraging our mothers today. This is Jesus' words in Matthew 25. He said, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't, you didn't invite me into your house. I was naked and you didn't give me any clothing. I was sick. I was in prison or in the family context, we might say grounded and you didn't visit me. And then Jesus is going to reply or we're going to reply, Lord, when did we ever see you in all these scenarios? And he said, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. Let me rephrase this. Moms, when you stand before Jesus, you're going to be good to go. Did you ever find hungry little kids running around that needed food? Yes, you fed them. Did you ever find people that needed to be clothed and were naked? In fact, we laughed. We got a call from the church secretary one day, and she said, are you missing one of your children? And she named that particular child. And we're like, well, I'm not sure. We, we thought they were here. The next thing we know, one of, our ch one of our children is running naked through the church parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Moms. You clothe your children on a regular basis. Praise God for that. When they're sick, you care for them. When they're in prison, we call that being grounded. All right. You visit them even when they're grounded. Um, the point is this. 
Jesus is trying to get to the practicality of the gospel. And there is nothing more practical than what a mom does to demonstrate in tangible, everyday, simple ways the love of Jesus for her kids. I mean, this is who you are. This is what we do. Um, And I think for you, realizing that that type of ministry on a daily basis can leave a huge huge legacy. Yeah, I I remember too. um, I had so many, when Ron and I met, the reason why we connected was our heart for Jesus. And we wanted, one of the things we said when we were dating, we wanted to make the biggest splash for the Lord with our lives that we could. Well, having eight kids is a pretty decent splash. But I remember thinking, I'm not able to do all these ministry things. I'm busy taking care of kids. And I don't think we had eight kids at the time, but I remember the Lord saying, Marion, will you lay down your life and will you pour into these children, raising them up to be mighty men and women of God? And he just showed me that what my life could have accomplished, just me, was going to be multiplied eventually eight times over by me laying down my dreams and desires and pouring into these children. And I will tell you, embracing that, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. And we're just beginning to see that, you know, because success is defined as succession. Um, We're not successful if the life of Jesus in us just stops with us. It's really measured in who we impart our life to and our values to. And, you know, the the privilege that God has given us in our families and our children to realize that that they're going to go out and be able to do more than we ever could by ourselves. And what a, what a, that's an important shift to realize you're literally multiplying the ministry of Jesus as you faithfully love and care for each of the children that God's given us. Let me just say this too. Ministry is messy, just like motherhood is messy. You know, sometimes we think we're sitting there quietly and the sun's coming up and you're drinking your coffee and the house is perfect and everything's in order and you're sipping and you've got your Livingstones mug and you got your Bible and you're reading and the birds are chirping. Who lives like that when you have a house full of kids? They're always getting up earlier than you wished. Most of the time, you know, you're trying to drive, you're leaning over the back seat, you're wiping noses, you're cleaning up vomit, or you're trying to find a nookie on the floor. And and I guess what's important moms to understand is we're talking about missions being or about a motherhood being missional is it's messy and it's never that the way that we think in our minds and it's okay you know if your house is messy it's okay if your house is full of life and kids and they're running around and things aren't in perfect order it's okay you're doing a great job with your ministry amen and And i just want to yeah i just want to encourage moms too if it's not okay and you're under it and you feel accused and condemned and ashamed with your messy house and you can't get dinner on the table and just everything seems to be falling apart, you really do just need to take a minute and ask God to just speak to your heart because it is okay. You don't have to have a perfect house to be a great mom. Let the Lord encourage you. Let him show you those things that are so important to you and you're so under it that it's okay. There were seasons in my life where the laundry was never done and all folded and all put away, but I knew, it's like I just found those things that were important. I learned how to meet God by doing dishes and in the midst of yeah. folding laundry. And I wasn't condemned by not being able to find the secret place in my quiet time. I found God in those moments and I, I was, it all lifted off of me like, this is okay. It's yeah. okay to have a load of laundry on the, you know, Absolutely. and learn. Absolutely. So rest in that. Motherhood's revelational. 
it's confrontational, it's missional. And the fourth thing we want to hit very quickly here is it's transformational. There are millions of transformations that are taking place through your acts as a mom every single day. We, we talked about some of those jokingly in the passage in Matthew 25. But tell me some of the transformations that you're involved in every day. <laughs> yes, we have dirty children that we have to clean up multiple times. And many times just after you get them cleaned up, they get dirty again. You have hungry children that are always hung or that need to be fed. You have tired children that need your love and need you just to take a minute to rock them and, and put them to bed. There are always things that... <laughs> Many transformations taking yes, place. I yes. was thinking about when the kid wakes up with the gum stuck in her hair and you go through the process of removing the gum and transforming, you know, beauty for ashes. You know, I was, I was reminiscing about the series on Jesus reigns and about those four kingdom points we talked about, you know, moms are reconcilers, you know, she touched me. He's in my room. You know, I mean, you're, you're constantly reconciling family feuds. You're all about justice. You know, she's wearing my pants and she didn't ask. I mean, we went through that season when God helped me, if the hair hadn't already fallen out, I would have pulled it out <laughs> because my kids were constantly having crises of injustice, you know, that you were having and I was having to intervene in. How about beauty? We're taking these little munchkins that are filthy, dirty, and we clean them up and we transform them. You do their hair, you put the little bows in. Moms are constantly transfer, transforming kids from beauty to, or from ashes to beauty every day. And even hearts. Sometimes we have ugly hearts that we want to transform into beautiful hearts. Amen. And the Lord wants to speak to our heart on how to do these things. So we had some tough times with some of our kids and just how do I help these girls get along and how do I help this one, have a work ethic. You know, there's so many things that we need to be a part of, and we need a Savior to, to encourage us on how to the whole, make those things The whole happen. wholeness thing, you know, I got a boo-boo, and, you know, uh, uppy, uppy, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I just want to encourage you moms that th there's these millions of little transformations you're involved with every single day. And here's the thing that's important. You don't see it because you're so close to it. But trust me, have, having been married now for, we're, we're approaching our our 40 year mark a few years away. Uh, but having watched our children grow, you know, that little baby bump that you're so excited that you can now begin to see is, is someday going to be a middle linebacker, you know, that little child that's nursing someday is going to be responsible for why you have a whole, you know, van full of groceries that you're buying every week to feed this tribe. Uh, you don't see that in an instant. But that's the result of faithfulness day after day after day and love, sacrificial love day after day. And these little little munchkins that have been put in your care now become amazing world changers. Uh, and sometimes you don't see it until yeah. time has a way of allowing you to, to look back and go, wow, look what God has done. Yeah. So that's the beauty of motherhood is being transformational. And the last point we just want to make this morning is simply that motherhood is eternal. We're not talking about the institution of motherhood. Uh, we know that the day is coming when uh, that's not going to be part of our, our new reality. But here's the, the good news is the fruit of your mothering mm -hmm. is going to go on and echo through eternity. Mm -hmm. That is staggering. And I think it reminds us that what you're about every single day, mom, is, is eternal. It matters. The weight of that should, should rest upon us, uh, that these children made in the image and likeness of God, 
have been entrusted to us as gifts and as rewards. And our job is to steward them, which means we take what does not belong to us and we make sure that we give it back to God better than when, yeah. better than how we received it. Yeah. That's what stewardship is all about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's been many, many times in, I think, in our parenting when we've tried to drive home the fact uh, for us and for our children that nothing matters more than their personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm that someday mommy and daddy are going to be here. Someday mm-hmm. they may not be here. Our, our lives are a gift. We don't know how much time we have, mm-hmm. but that what really, really matters is that we're going to spend eternity together. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's huge. You know, I uh, there have been times when I've sat our children down. You remember some of these times, and we've just said, hey, um, someday this life's going to be over. And, and and we want to make sure that all of us are spending eternity together as mm-hmm. a big happy family, and you know we experience this at nighttime even to this day. You'll you'll re- lean over to me and say, "Hey, is so and so home?" Yeah. And I'll I'll go, you know what? I don't know. And I and I'll text them or I'll look to see if the car's out there, mm-hmm. because and you can experience this as parents. You you're not fully able to rest and to go to go to bed. Uh, until you know that all of your kids are home. Mm-hmm. There's just something about knowing that everybody's under the roof, everybody's, mm-hmm. everybody's safe, and, and now you can, you can roll over and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, um, the one thing I've shared with my kids is, you know, someday we'll probably precede you and, and, and we're going to be home. I'll, I'll be meeting my dad and I'll be meeting your father and we'll be meeting all the loved ones that have gone ahead of us. And, and we'll be standing there and we'll be watching as, as the scenes here in our earthly families continue to unfold mm-hmm. and, and we'll be waiting. And the image I want to leave you with this morning is that uh, mom, dad, the thing you're going to want most is to see your child make the final lap yeah. and make their way to the finish line and to know that all of your kids are coming home. Amen. They're all going to be with you. That's, that's why motherhood is eternal because you're shaping spirits and souls forever that's an incredible calling Mm -hmm. and uh and we just want to pray for you before we leave in fact right now why don't you gather around uh your mom if she's there with you today uh if she's not i encourage you today pick up the phone and call her or facetime her and let her know that you love her and just do this just pray a simple blessing over her some of you maybe aren't comfortable doing that maybe never have done that before i want to encourage you get out of your comfort zone and do it it's simple just just speak a blessing over your mom let her know how much you love her let her know how much you appreciate her so right now all right hop up out of your seat if you're with your mom gather around her place your hands on her give her a hug give her a kiss let her know that you love her uh, but let's pray blessing right now. I'm going to model that for you with my own lovely wife right here. And uh, and let's, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for these women in our lives that we call mom, uh, that they're responsible uh, for, for our being here. And they played a huge part in our upbringing, all the, all the sacrificial demonstrations of love that they have poured out on us over the years. We bless them today. We thank you for our moms. We pray strength over them. We pray that the joy of the Lord would fill their hearts. We pray for grace like honey to drip from heaven over their lives right now. And Lord, we pray that you would just minister to those places in their heart where you know they need encouragement 
and they need love. So Father, we bless our moms. We ask you to, to uh, overflow their hearts right now with all that you are, all of your encouragement, all of your hope, all of your joy, all of your strength. Lord, overwhelm them with your presence right now, Jesus. And Father, bless these amazing ladies in our lives. Help us, Lord, to love our kids and to raise them in ways that they're like arrows that are shot out of your hand right into the heart of the enemy, that every single one of our children, in fact, we claim that right now, that every single one of our children uh, would know you, Lord, and would follow you all the days of their lives. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for this amazing day to pause and to say thank you to moms for being our frontline heroes day in, day out, bringing the goods and doing the work. And we bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, we love you guys. Thanks for spending this time with us. Don't forget, next week we are live and in person, and we're excited about that. Uh, we'll be sharing more with you this week in our uh, Facebook Live episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, all right? So anyway, have a great week. We love you. Mom, have a wonderful day today. Yes, we love you.